reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favorite Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, he's the sexual, intellectual, double-aged, the Husky heartthrob, leader of the Husky Army, and a man who is almost fully on the mend, my man, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Sniff on my way through, brother. Sniff on my way through. Fighting through, though. You know what I mean? Just keep keep battling. That's what you are. That's what we are over here. We do have a special guest this week for the Watch Along. We've been having guests for every show for the past, like, month and a half or whatever. Been really excited to have this guy on. He is one half of the Breaker and Bane podcast. He is one half of No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. He is the founder and owner of Outsider Beer Co. You can find him on, on uh, Apple Music, Big Bane. My man. Big underscore Bane. Bane, how you doing, homie? Man, I am doing good. That's a hell of an introduction, guys. I honestly I thought it. he was going to hit you with owner of Bitcoin. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I thought I heard that for a second, too. <laughs> I'm doing good, guys. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Excited to have you on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. I, I freaking have loved these, so I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of it, man. So this week we are going to do, do the WWE Championship match for the Elimination Chamber. Uh, it's funny how we came to this topic because I always like to ask people to come on, I'm like, what do you feel like watching? You know what I mean? Just to, if you have something. And you actually said 2019 or 2007, I believe it was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I asked Barry, and he said 2017 or 2019. I was like, well, they both said the same year. So we are going to watch 2019. Uh, Bane said Meltzer related this four and a half stars. Yeah. Pretty wild. That's I mean, a, that's a he, that's a hell of a matchup. Yeah, he he doesn't rate WWE very high, like ever. So I, when I saw that, I was like, "There's got to be a pretty damn good match if he rated it that high." Now I don't want to I don't want to put any pressure on you or anything, but last week we had Ryan on, okay? And oh, no. oh, that son of a bitch, huh? Yeah, I mean it was borderline <laughs> terrible. Next best thing was terrible. <laughs> But we pushed through. I mean, I, I have to tell him stories and stuff about when I was an extra. And right. I don't want to get into it, but you you don't have a lot of pressure. Nothing to live up to. Well, I, I, I appreciate this. So I can just relax. Right. Unbuckle Contact. my pants and things like that. <laughs> For you, you guys listening at home, if you are going to do the watch along, go to two hours, 21 minutes, 48 seconds. I have to give all the credit in the world to Barry Frost for finding that number. It was it was very strenuous work, I'm telling you. So go ahead and pause it, do what you got to do. We are going to go ahead and give you a countdown from three. I'm going to say the P word, not pushing P, but they are the P word. Barry, you ready? I'm, I'm ready. I almost forgot. I'm sorry. Shit. Well, this is only a few years ago, but I asked to guess 2019. Bane, what were you up to? You know, I was pretty much doing the exact same thing I'm doing right now, minus talking to you guys, because, I mean, that was just like three years ago, you know? I mean, I was doing the podcast, all the podcasts, doing the music, still having the same job. I mean, probably sitting in this exact same chair I was sitting in. But, uh, yeah, not much has changed, man. <laughs> yeah, I think, the, well, my wife was pregnant, so that's probably the only, like, change, I guess, other than this oh, yeah. pre-pandemic. Oh God! Well, okay. When you say it like that, yeah. So I guess a lot, a lot has changed. <laughs> so yeah, this is basically for about yeah. This is one year for the world shut down. So this is yeah. pretty wild. But three years ago, I feel like also too. This is almost like a before Christ, after Christ thing with the pandemic for me. Oh yes, yes. Like I feel like this is two totally different things, and almost like pre-pandemic, like almost didn't exist in my mind. So for whatever reason, like I don't have a lot of this committed to memory other than. A few certain things, but I only knew really going in off the top of my head two people that were in this match when you said 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Barry, 2019, anything going on different with you? 
I, I was doing a, a podcast with you. We were we were head head over heels in this podcast game. We had a, talk, a show on a blog talk thing. It was a, oh really? It was something else. It was a call in show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's deep it's deep in the archive somewhere. But yeah, we <laughs> uh, my friends would call in drunk. <laughs> it was like beautiful <laughs> shit. It just it went off the rails sometimes. We'd post on Twitter when we had like 23 followers, like, hey, call us. And of course, assholes from Twitter. We didn't know we were getting ourselves into. Assholes on Twitter just troll us and call oh, over yeah. and over and over and over. And it was fun times. Yeah, let's see. That, that's I've thought about doing a uh, call-in show with No Holds Barred, and that's why I didn't ever have, because I'm like, that would feel like that'd be such a wreck. You know, you just get <sighs> random people calling, and it's like, I feel like it would be insanity. When we get into this, what, me and Barry had a show like 10 years ago, we'll tell you about. It's pretty fucking hysterical with the call-ins. Uh, but if you guys are ready, two hours, 21 minutes, 48 seconds, uh, I'm ready to go. So three, two, one, play. And they're explaining the rules here. Pretty much the same thing. Uh, Bane, were you watching pretty heavy in 2019 WWE? Yeah, so that was that was around the time. So my fandom had pretty much died down, um, but Kofi Mania really pulled me back in. Yeah, and and so I was all in for this whole whole shtick. But you know, other than that, I mean, my fandom really was kind of dying down quite a bit. You know, and I was kind of just getting tired of it. Yeah, this is. I always get into back into wrestling, especially WWE when football's over. Oh yeah, I can understand that. So I mean, my Sundays and Mondays are so consumed. Th- I mean, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday are just so consumed with football. Like on top of like life and all that, like it's hard to watch like all the wrestling I would like to watch. So I just kind of fall behind on everything. I don't watch much WWE at all now, but I'm kind of like with you, man. The whole Kofi Mania thing, the story of him going in, possibly the championship, almost like a Yes Mania type deal. Yes. To me, yeah. the Daniel Bryan very similar. So, Barry, your thoughts on all that? Yeah, Kofi Mania, uh, same as you guys. It brought me back in, made me watch more on a regular basis. Um, you know, I I try to stay living in the 80s and 90s in my wrestling fandom. Yeah. So, I mean, to bring me in, uh, it was uh, Kofi Mania was something. I mean, it was something special, and of course. WWE later on found a way to kill it in about two minutes. So yeah, not even that. Not even that. Uh, <laughs> it was very quick. Kofi comes out first. I think he won a match on SmackDown. He beat Daniel Bryan to be in this match. I'm not gonna say Bryan Danielson if I do. I don't know. That's you hear there. Here comes Jeff Hardy. This is kind of a, like a bit of a renaissance for him. Like coming back to WWE off the WrestleMania deal. He was kind of back. Thing. They're putting him in big spots. Not really much of a chance to win, but he was there still having good matches, I thought, man. Yeah, Jeff Hardy, man, he's this was kind of around the time like it seemed like his he I don't want to say slipping. I feel like that's the wrong word, but he was wrestling different. Like, you know, the when I, I think of the Swanton Bomb, especially. Like he was hitting that way more of a flat back bump on top of the guy whereas back in the day you know it was a little bit smoother but he can still go i mean he's still just as much of a badass as he's always been he it seems like to me he always goes through those phases where he's just red hot and then they lose or creative can't find nothing for him and then same with matt hardy they just reinvent themselves mm-hmm. and boom they're right back to to that spot it's crazy yeah i'm not trying to be that guy here but all those downs were kind of self-inflicted a lot of times unfortunately how dare you how dare you so well i mean he's he'd probably say that i mean that's well documented i'm not nothing about what's going on in his life currently i i don't that seems like a crazy situation what's going on with him as we watch andy or- randy orton come down uh them saying that he was under the influence and him passing the drug test and them supposedly offering the hall of fame but without matt that's why he declined it uh barry your thoughts on all that how are you going to put him in without his brother? That's the crazy thing to me. And his brother has kind of always been that guy that's been, that's always had his back, always defended him. 
no matter what, like your brother should. And that uh, just crazy. He he was never going to take that deal. And I think they've made enough money to where they don't. They're working because they love, love wrestling. In my opinion, they don't need the. They've been on top for fucking twenty five years. I mean, in WWE for twenty two or three of those. You know what I mean? They've got they've got their money. So <laughs> they're just. They're like country boys that we grew up with, Barry. Like they just got money and they they bought land. That, yeah, they bought land and toys. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, Bang your thoughts on that whole situation. Oh, the Jeff Hardy in the Hall of Fame, They're or just the whole like them fire and presenting the Hall of Fame and declining it and. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I kind of with Barry on that. I mean, I just don't, I don't see how you do one without the other, you know, and. I mean, I get in WWE, Jeff Hardy was a much bigger star, but, you know, at the same time, you got to, the Hardy boys are a package deal, I feel like, with the Hall of Fame, and I don't know. As far as them letting them go, I think that whole situation was just kind of asinine, you know. I, I know there's been talks of, you know, rumors about how he was doing it to get out of his contract and maybe go to AEW or something like that, but... I don't know. It sounds to me like WWE is just kind of out of their minds right now. I mean, it seems like WWE world's just kind of a cold world, and that's how big yeah. businesses operate, and they're money first and image first and stuff like that, and they're not going to – one. no one person is going to be bigger than, than the brand ever, 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 and that's just no. is what it is. Here comes AJ. After, after we saw Orton come in. I was big on AJ, and I'm surprised he's lasted as long as he has in WWE. When he first got there, I was like, man, this could probably be a couple years, few years. Vince is, you know, see how it goes. It'll be, he'll be mid-card. I figured, like, Dolph. He'd be like, Dolph. Like, seriously, that's yeah, what I thought when he yeah. got there. That's not any kind of, like, reflection on his talent or anything. I just thought that's how they would view him because they turned him away for so many years. That's just one of the deals, I guess, where he just fucking got in the house, and, like, they just fell in love with him. Yeah. And, I mean, he got the belt quick, big spots quick, and it was – off to the race is fast for him, dude. But and I know you can ask Breaker. I told him like when he debuted, I was like, they're not gonna use him. He's gonna be mid card best. Like he's not gonna be WWE champion. And sure shit, I was wrong. I mean, it like within that first year, I think he was champion, wasn't he? I mean, he was yeah, top guy pretty damn quick. And and I mean, like kind of right now, I feel like he's kind of in flux. You know, I, I mean, last I saw, he was just got out of a tag team with that Omos dude. Um, but. You know, I mean, he's. I feel like he's getting getting to the point where he's legendary status in that ring. Yeah, yeah, he he uh, he can go. Uh, first time I ever seen him in person was at a Ring of Honor show in Dayton, Ohio, Wrath of the Racket with Cornette. And I'm I'm not very tall, Bane. Don't let this don't let this you know monitor fool you, brother. I'm <laughs> five seven ish at best. And we're, uh, we're close to the same height, though. You know, that's uh, I'm about three inches taller than AJ Styles. Yeah. I mean, I literally stood next to him and was like, holy shit, that's AJ. Now, he's got a little better physique and all that, but he really? they they bill him as five nine. If he's five four, I'd be shocked. Wow. So he's just a little guy Well, that. You know, I feel like. Because Breaker is about six. Oh, I think he's about six three, right? He lie. He lies a little. He, they bill him at like <laughs> six five. <laughs> so like, I I I'm probably about three or four inches shorter than Breaker. Um, may I, I might be giving myself too much credit. I really don't know. But like, <laughs> I I have met some of the guys that he wrestles with, and most of them I'm the same height or a little bit taller than them. But in the ring, they look a lot bigger. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if maybe they got lifts in their boots or what it is. But, <laughs> I, I mean, I do know, like, I remember there was a Austin Aries. You could see it in his yeah. boots. That man has got, like, three-inch lifts in those bitches. And it's uh, it's one of the – that man's got to be, like, four foot eleven or some shit. I mean, <laughs> he is a tiny some bitch. Yeah, I was saying last week, I'm – 5'11". I met Taz one time, and I stood next to him, and I was like, whoa. If he's if he's 5'6", I mean, on his toes. Like, it was... 
I was shocked. There will be no Taz slander on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not slandering Taz. I'm just, I'm not. Taz you know is I mean? a goddamn giant. I'm a fire hydrant. <laughs> but we got to be careful because we might get that hook heat. Yeah. <laughs> don't want that. This is one of my favorite um, airs of Daniel Bryan, by the way. The the Earth Champion yes. with, with yes. this belt and Rowan on his side. And I mean, him just. Being that just vegan asshole that we all hate, right? And telling us how to live our lives. We all hate that so much. I feel yeah. like he did it so well, man. Can I, I can I tell you, though, that championship title is legitimately my favorite version of that title as far as custom championships ever made. Really? And, yeah, I I am a huge fan of, like, wooden sculptures. My, mm. uh, my, my grandfather uh, was, like, a woodworker. And he okay. was able to always make beautiful sculptures. And so when I saw that, I was like, man, that's something I feel like my grandfather could have made. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. So I actually grew up by a big um, wooden, I don't know how to describe it, uh, museum where they carve things. It's like world okay. famous. Northern Museum and Gardens in Dover, Ohio. People come from all over to see. We took field trips there about every other year. We all we all got uh, knives as kids. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that now? No. <laughs> Giving children knives to ride back on the bus with. Shit. They might have to start. Well, they, they might need them here soon. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even drinking tonight. Fuck it. I saw that. I was like, hey, well, what does he got in that that big glass? Have a nice tea on the rock. Having a tolerance week. I feel like I went a little overboard last weekend. Me and the wife did at one of the nights. So nice tolerance week. Need to eat healthy. Lots of fluids. Feel like I need to get myself feeling better, whole. And then the kids out of town this weekend, so it'll all go back to shit. So <laughs> well, let me tell you this about our guest here. This man, I don't know if you check him out on TikTok or anything, but his progression. Now he does a show with Bill Benus. You know, the man's jacked. So, Bane, you, you've been getting in a lot better shape here lately, brother. You look fit. You look good. Like, what's, well, uh, thank what's you. been going on, brother? So, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm basically just trying not to die. Okay. Um, you know, just to, be, just to be honest. So, I have, like, a, when I got COVID in late 2020, I, I, I got uh, what they call the long-haul symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so, like it like shot my blood pressure up just uh, almost immediately. I started having major blood pressure issues and like, um, it was like, like, uh, the highest was like 165, And I had like, a the, the lower number was even in the hundreds. And, and so it was just super high. And like, my heart rate was like over like 200, uh, beats per minute, which is like an insane amount. And so, yeah, uh, doctor put me on blood pressure medication and, and shit like that. And at the time I was like 280 and, uh, and she said, you know, well, I mean, it's probably, it got kickstarted by COVID, but at the same time, and she, I'm paraphrasing, but she's like, you're fat, you know? And so I was like, okay. And so she put me on a diet and she said, you need to at least do something for 30 minutes every day. And so. I, I dieted for the first like year um, afterwards, but like my diet so far this year has pretty much gone to shit. And, but I've been uh, keeping the exercise going. So, okay, you look good, good to hearts, you, man. You know, I appreciate it. It's a lot better than me just stop drinking for a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I, I, it's one of those. Things, it was kind of the blood pressure wasn't. Blood, high blood pressure kind of runs in my family, but it was the high heart rate. I've like I've when I've exercised in the past, you know, it's gotten up to 160, 170. But the fact that like I was just sitting down doing nothing and my heart rate was like over 200, it, it, that was really what kind of it was like come to Jesus moment almost. You know, it was like a really kind of scared the shit out of me. So I was trying not to die, and so that's that's pretty much what that is. Okay, uh, like the marketing <laughs> director tells me, keep it breathing, keep it yeah. breathing. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd like to live past forty. See what see what that life's like. We have a uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ 
not Daniel, AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan Samoa Joe start off the match here. I'm a big Joe fan. Me too. Big Joe fan. I think actually he's going to be either. I think he might be the guy to come out on Dynamite on Wednesday for the Forbidden Door. That's not really forbidden if you sign free agents, like you guys said. They're talking uh, Keith Lee, though. Keith Lee's out here. Next he's year. on his honeymoon right now. Me, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. What about if, Tony, if, Tony Khan, if Tony Khan, you know, throws enough money, you can leave her at the hotel room, dog. Yeah. Like, look, I got to go on TV for about 15 months, make a couple hundred thousand. I'll be back. I don't know what the circumstances here of uh, Daniel Bryan starting out first as the champion. I feel like he lost a match or something like that and had to start it off. I could be wrong. But Maybe that's like, what the match with Kofi was. That's what the match with Kofi probably was. Maybe. It's, the loser had to go first. And the winner comes out last. Huh. I could be way off base about that. I, I wasn't watching week no. to week, but I feel like there was some kind of stipulation there. I know you should have watched all the Raws leading up for it. We talked about this at 6 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> oh man which before i finally just completely gave up on watching week to week what i would do is i would literally on hulu just hit the fast forward button and just basically see the images as it fast forwarded so i was able to watch it like that i always thought one of daniel bryan's best abilities even now is to take a chop oh god yeah he just takes, I mean, he just lets these dudes just wail on him. And he always has just that beat up, like, you know, just ground beef chest after. Oh, man, he just, mm -hmm. Joe's just laying it in right here. And, and he's given up a good 125, 150 yeah. pounds. Just like yeah, hitting. Speaking of fire hydrogen, Joe is, I mean, dense like a fire hydrant. I mean, he just looks like he's yep. just thick. Like you ever just meet a guy you'd be like, man, I I would not want to fight him. For <laughs> some reason, like guys think like that for whatever reason. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> like, if if, if you like have never, if you've never seen uh, Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher, I I feel like I have. I've that. seen clips of it. It is it is it absolute is insanity. They literally beat the shit out of each other. We have the clock countdown here for number three, or yeah, number three coming out. We'll be number two coming out, I guess. Really? No, it'd be three. I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. Three. So, there it is. One, so going two, back three. to Daniel Bryan, like you're talking about how he just takes those chops. I, I watched an interview with him. He was talking about Sheamus, and it might have been some WWE Network thing where they were just chit chatting, but. um he talked about how he just loved wrestling Sheamus because they would always get in the ring with each other and just beat the shit out of each other. And so I think Daniel Bryan just really likes people who just really lay their shit in. Yeah. I think he really likes that almost feeling like it's a legit fight when, when it's in there. It looks better. Yeah. Yeah, you can't fake that shit. No, I mean, you're, I mean you can't fake it. Yeah, like, look at his chest right now. Oh, yeah. His he did a like a question and answer like when he was in the indies and they asked him if he could go back and wrestle anyone like who he would and he was like george hackenschmidt and frank gotch and and i'm like he goes just to see like the the progression like from what they could do to what i could do i was yeah. like that is really uh i don't know how many guys nowadays would give that answer I feel like if this is your job, this is your profession, this is what you love, like you just go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into it, right? And that's kind of how, like, probably where you land on that is the very origins of what we're watching as far as, like, grappling and things like that. I don't yeah. know why the hell I ever went that deep into it. Because that's what you do. <laughs> You're psych psychopath about it. I know. I don't know what happened. It's like one of our best things about this podcast is I get to host it with an encyclopedia. I'm not saying well, like well wait a second now. You go out here in these streets calling up shows, winning trivia contests, showing them how it's done. What a mess. Drunk wrestling history. Did you, see, did you hear about this, Bane? Uh-uh. So, drunk wrestling history. 
Okay. For, uh, I think it was their 100th episode. We're going to do 100 shots of beer. And they had a trivia contest, and one of the hosts po- actually posted his phone number on Twitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> I knew that Scott show or whatever. Yeah. So I call the show. It's like 12.40 at night. I'm fitting to go to bed. I had a bottle of wine, then like as one of those, let's have another big glass before I go to bed type deals. Did right. that, was like no condition to be calling anybody. I mean, I, sh- I needed to go to bed. I call the show for some contest. I don't even know what it is. Turns out it's a trivia contest, dead or alive. I had to get three right out of five. I got three okay. out of four. I don't even remember who the fuck they uh, Tony Gurria was one. Missing That's Link. That's one I remember. Missing Link was one you told Missing me. Missing Link was one. Yeah, Oof. very dead. But I won. I won an extra large NWO shirt. They're, they're sending it to me. Shout out awesome. to Drunk in History. I had no business calling anybody that night, Bane, at all. <laughs> I needed to go to bed. Because the deal is here at the house on Saturdays, I get to sleep in. Right. And then she gets to sleep in day. And she kind of gets to pick it when that's going to happen. <laughs> Hers yeah. is more negotiable. But Saturday is kind of my day. So Friday night, I'm staying up. I'm kicking it. That type of thing. So. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you picked the perfect show to call in, though. Yeah. You know, yeah, if yeah. you are going to call in in that state. Well, I told they asked me if I was drunk, and I said, "Yeah." The one and the girl in the show goes, "You sound it." And I was like, <laughs> "Thanks." And then, and then you could tell they were drunk because the girl also goes, "I ain't never heard of this guy." And I'm like, "Ego boost, right there." <laughs> there it is. <laughs> As a, oh. nobody's been eliminated yet. We're, so we got Kofi Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan still in here. Mike Kyoto's the referee. He's been he, did whole, he did his whole uh, getting getting fired going the podcast circuit. I thought that was cool of him. He sounded way more corny than I thought he would. Wasn't he? He was the ref when Owen fell, wasn't he? I don't know. I, That's more I'm of a very cross question. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Like he was in the fucking ring, and yeah. Oh man. Real, real pick me up you did there, Barry. <laughs> well, I like to, you know, we we just talked about winning a contest. Now we're talking about dying. You got to bring the show back down, you know. It's right. peaks and valleys. We, it's shit. We, we, you know, it's it's terrible show. We try to keep it as low as possible. <laughs> no uh, pick. Daniel Bryan just wore Samoa Joe's entire body weight on his on his right hip. Oh, that could God. not feel awesome. Oh. I bet it cracked Joe's back too though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's such a great athlete and so flexible. I mean, it's his dexterity and things like he's a, a he's been an amazing football player. Oh, I don't yeah. know if he played at any point, but my God, can you imagine him Barry as a as a pulling guard? Right. Whew. Get out in front of me, big dog. Right. I put my hand on his lower back and just run behind that motherfucker. Here comes AJ. Barry, can you give me a time cue of where you're at? Yeah. I am at 244.04. Where are you at? About 20 seconds ahead of you, so I got to pause. How dare you guys? How do yeah. you guys get so far ahead? Well, when I hit play, it didn't hit play, and I panicked. I did a little fast forward real quick. Oh, so you're so skipping ahead of us. I didn't want to interrupt anybody else. So, no, for the sake of the show, I just. Well, 244.30 now, 244.30. Slapping the fucking taste out of each other's mouths. Fucking workers. Man, this is like a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good time for WF right here. Because this, I feel like this build to WrestleMania was done so well. Mm-hmm. And then fucking COVID hit and it kind of hasn't been the same since. Well, COVID you know, hit about I guess, a year later, but. <laughs> you're right. I, I'll be honest, you know, I think I'm probably in the vast minority here, but I actually really enjoyed the COVID era of WWE because they were able to do a lot of uh, magical things, you know, things that they wouldn't be able to pull off in front of a live audience. And I felt like their creativity yeah. was able to kind of be unleashed a little bit. They didn't utilize it the way they should have. The to, the to Undertaker, full advantage. the Undertaker AJ match, yeah. graveyard match, 
under and we talked about on here under undertaker couldn't get through that match if that wasn't pre-taped like you could see he was struggling and they and they made him look good yeah um the cena and bray wyatt deal like yeah that was fun as hell yeah their creativity for that little period there like kicked up a little bit but that was for mania and yeah i know i get accused of being an AEW dick rider but I do feel like they were kind of on the forefront of the presentation and how to present it in the beginning with the wide shot and the hard camera being in a different place with the stage and everything. Yeah. And them actually bringing in their own talent. I don't know how that worked, but bringing your own talent to have somewhat of a crowd. Yeah. I thought was, I mean, I feel like at the time also too, I feel like people have to remember the bar was so low because nothing was going on. Right. We were just watching reruns of things, and to have anything just actually live or just new that we could watch as far as wrestling, I feel like we were so much more appreciative of just what we were seeing and not shitting on as much. I mean, I wasn't. I know the internet was, but yeah, no, I was. I was kind of just appreciative, kind of like you were, just of getting anything, and yeah. so it didn't really matter. I mean, I. And I think of like uh, that one episode of SmackDown where Triple H was doing commentary, but he was also doing the camera work and shit, you know what I mean? Like shit like that was fun. So any any little thing that they were trying to do to an AEW, I think of when Matt Hardy debuted and they kind of did that little segment where he was like all over the stands, you know, just within milliseconds of each other you know i just i thought that shit was really cool i mean there was there was a lot of cool stuff that happened in wrestling during that COVID era yeah i enjoyed the stadium stampede i know a lot of people shit on it i thought that was just oh, yeah, we were just seeing fun. so much different we were just seeing yeah. it was fun it was so much different matt hardy almost dying off a forklift oh that <laughs> was nuts oh my god the poor guy I like the fact that Samoa Joe's using sleepers. Yeah. And Kofi's selling that shit. Well, like a veteran, right? Like you say. Yeah, yeah. I think the Royal Rumbles and now Elimination Chambers are kind of like fun to do watch alongs with because we talk about like multiple guys as far as like, oh, that was a dope move. Oh, that right. was a But with WrestleMania coming up, I'm sure we can do like a lot of fun shit as far as watch alongs. Gimmick the Battle Royal the Giant. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 2, the NFL versus the Wrestlers Battle Royal. With big William Refrigerator Perry. I, I want to see not watch the thing. What is it? I want to see you watch LT versus Bam Bam. The literally top five main event in WrestleMania history. I mean, how... <laughs> Are you shitting me? As a kid, literally I love that the, match. One though. of the goats, literally the the greatest defense player of all time, carry Bam Bam Bigelow to a three star match. My boy Chris Spielman was out there, Ohio player. He was. I didn't like him being there. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Jeff Hardy. They probably both the guys, Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. They probably made elite basics. And wrecking figures of these, uh, this gear for them. So that's great. Uh, that one's out, ain't it? The face paint. That's that was eighty four, eighty. That yeah. was just recently. It's wild, but they're gonna make you sales. I tell you what, legwork failed today, man. Stopped in a Target. I ain't been buying as much shit, but I kind of been seeing people getting their stings. Yeah. Kind of want, want me a sting, you know? Walk back there, is passing some dude holding fucking sting and MJF, and I said, damn it. He goes, we're still back there, bro. I go back there. There's a Tay Conti, Wardlow, uh, proud, proud and Powerful. It's like, fuck. Damn. Went to another Target because I was kind of inspired, a little disappointed. All I saw was Proud and Powerful. I'm sure they're going to sit again. So I'm going to get that sting, though. That's a nice sting. Yeah. Yeah, they had uh, two of them. I passed. Somebody took everything else. <laughs> and... And they were they've been gone for days now though. That's that was about a week ago. I didn't I didn't put it out there. Like Bobby Schmurda, about a week ago, week ago, you know, however Bane <laughs> says that shit. Oh God, I forgot about that song. 
That's right. I did see Spider-Man. I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? Let Eric ruin it for you. Let Eric ruin it for you. Tell him how it is. No, it's a heater. It's a heater. What what happened in the last scene? (laughs) I just, I gotta know. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do that. Not here. Yeah, I was one of those guys. And I tell you what, I did an amazing job of um, running from spoilers. Yeah. Like, I knew a little bit just going in, just because of, like, internet rumors and things like that, because I couldn't stay away from that. But as far as, like, actual spoilers, like, I stayed away from I, I heard TikTok was terrible about it. Got that out of my algorithm. Muted yeah. Spider-Man on, uh, on Twitter. I did a pat myself on the back. I feel like I did a good job. So I went in really fresh. I went in by myself because uh, basically nothing was going on. Rachel couldn't go. Lily was here. No football on, nothing like that. Caught the 745 show. There were eight people in the theater. Had a seat by myself. Had my candy. Had my pop. Enjoyed myself for two and a half hours. It was a fun time. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, ate, I'm, I uh, ate a very special brownie before I went in there. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I had a really, really nice, nice time. I'm a little jealous of you on that front. <laughs> I'm not allowed to eat those special brownies. Oh yeah, I stay disqualified from the Olympics. Thank you. No, I can't play the. I can't do the Olympics for like the next like four. I'm way out of the Olympics. <laughs> I will tell you what, you, Barry, talk about the yeah. workers in this match right now. Well, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and Kofi, and we still got Randy Orton to come here. So that's that's four that's four all timers right there. Four Hall of Famers and Samoa Joe, who is probably a wrestling Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, I think you have five legends here. This is, I mean, we're talking over a really great match. So, if you're just in the car right now and just listen to us talk, go back and watch this again if you if it's not fresh in your mind, because this is really fucking good. And Kofi's going to bump right here. Oh, damn. Yeah, see? Little German vertical suplex combination. I mean, AJ Styles is so strong. He's pulling those two dudes just like they're nothing. So I guess Brian Danielson walked around AEW bragging about his conditioning. Saying he's the most conditioned wrestler in the world, I hear. Are you really wanting to sit there and test the dude that probably does... they they say he does like free squats and shit just for hours before he starts. Are you really wanting to fuck with that guy? Yeah, I don't think he's lying about it. I no, I didn't say he was. Mean, like, I didn't say I was. My point was being, look how. <laughs> no, well, I, I think that's motivation. That's motivation for these boys. You know, like, do you guys really want to come do free squats here for three hours before TV starts? I think like, Daniel yep. Bryan is certif- certifiably insane. I think that guy yeah. is an absolute maniac. Uh, I mean, he's effing vegan, and and on top of that, he's like self-sustainable at his own house and the most fit mother effer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, man, I was so happy to hear we got him back because I was starting to think we'd never see him wrestling, and I thought that was gonna be a damn tragedy. Yeah, dude, what he's doing now is probably my favorite version of him. How so? I just, I, I love this. Uh, I mean, it's probably what he did in Ring of Honor, but like this whole, uh, really? the kicking people's heads off. I, Cause I remember him saying shit like that in Ring of Honor uh, when I used to watch clips of him. But his whole attitude is, I mean, he's been a heel in WWE, but he's never really been a heel like this where he just knows that he's better than everybody. And, right. And it's, uh, it doesn't even come across as cocky. It just comes across as like, I'm stating a fact. I am better than everybody. You know what I mean? It's, I, I don't know. I just, I love this version of Daniel Bryan and AEW. They're Bryan Danielson. I'm sorry. I feel like it's just kind of like an understood thing among like fans. And I don't know about people in the business. I don't know anybody or hear people. I know I read people that cover wrestling for a living, stuff like that is consensus. He's at least top two three in the world it's kind of like undebatable yeah. a little bit yeah and his matches at AEW, like i know time limit draws get shit on i like them when they're done right 
Yeah. Because I like old wrestling too. And you feel like you saw that a lot back in the day. I know yep. Barry's a big fan of it. Yes, sir. I love the I love the time limit draws, baby. You know how it is. No, that's a, that's the old uh, Jack Briscoe, Dory Funks for you. Let's go ninety. You know, but but yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan and Ring of Honor. If you've never got to see like his title run when he got the title, yeah, fucking absolutely incredible. Is I it? mean, every match he had was four stars and higher with everybody wow, i mean okay. with everybody and so yeah i mean if you get a chance go back watch them it's absolutely incredible aj styles just got eliminated with an rko off the top rope uh, did either of you guys catch sammy guevara's top rope or uh not top rope cutter off the top of the ladder yeah no, that was beautiful my god that was so nice Big Sammy Guevara fan taking that. Took it perfectly too, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I'd have been scared to death. I mean, I'm not. I know, Brandon. You've ta- you've had some training, right? What's that? You've had some wrestling training, right? I trained for about three months, and it was only once a week. So you know, I, I figured out how to take a bump. Um, figured out how to react to moves. But I could not figure out a headlock takeover, so I quit. <laughs> headlock takeover is like way more complicated than it looks. Uh, it's it's a it's a very weird move, but like it's one of those. From what I understand, once you get it down, it's like easy as shit. But when you're learning, shit's complicated because you got to make sure not to snap somebody's neck, you know. Now, were you working with were you working with uh, Breaker? Uh, Raker was there a little bit, but he wasn't the guy actually training me. He helped quite a bit. You know, he was there right. about every other time. Uh, but it was this other guy named Mitch who, um, you know, he was training a lot of the other guys around town at the time. And, um, at the time him and him and Breaker were working together at that compound pro wrestling here in Tulsa. And, and so Mitch, Mitch actually trained me for that few months I was there. Okay. It's a big moment here. Uh, Kofi eliminates Randy Orton with, with Thunder in Paradise. Is that what that's called? Trouble in Paradise. Trouble in Paradise. I think Thunder. Thunder in Paradise. Thund- yeah, that was that was the Huckster <laughs> show. You love Huckster show. Crowds on their feet here, though. They believe in Kofi. We got Daniel Bryan and Kofi left, I believe. Yeah. Samoa Joe was eliminated by AJ Styles. He went 14:35. Jeff Hardy was eliminated by Daniel Bryan. He lasted 18 minutes. AJ eliminated by Orton. He lasted 22 minutes 25 seconds. Orton eliminated by Kofi. That's not when they. That's not how long they lasted. That's how far the match they got eliminated. Right. I, I'm not. I swear to God, folks, I'm not drinking tonight. Well, this is the second and third competitor. Well, Daniel Bryan was first, right? He was one of the right. first two. And Kofi came out first, so he was the third in, guy in the ring. So first right. and third guy. I don't know if you guys know this, but Kofi, this is the era of him wearing like super expensive like Nikes, like four or five hundred dollar retail for like these like Nike adapts, like these like self lacing technology shoes. Oh wow, I didn't know that. He was getting them customized, so he was like, oh, this is like, I was a lot more into sneakers at this time. Just because I was able to get them more. And he was all on the sneaker shows and everything sneaker shopping. He was getting customs done. Like, he was real big in that world. Actually, him and just the New Day were in general. So, yeah, he was wearing, like, really dope shit. He uh, he was spending those those game checks on shoes. He was wearing, like, Jeremy Scott Adidas's. Which, I mean, they had, like, giant wings on the side and shit. Oh. I see the Texas hats in the stand. This is at, actually, this is in Houston, February 17, 2019. Last event was the Royal Rumble. Next event's Fast Lane. I went to a Fast Lane once, kind of lame. You didn't, you didn't want to go back? No, we got in trouble for holding up signs. Uh, we held up a sign. This is back when they uh, trademarked the too sweet thing for the Young Bucks. Mm. 
and my wife made signs for us because she's real artistic and she made a sign that said you can't uh trademark a hand gesture and somebody from the back came out we had a uh, floor seats right by the ramp right there and they said that uh people in the back had their eye on us whatever that yeah. meant <laughs> i had no idea what that meant. vince was checking in out dog and then we hold up another sign that said rest in peace china and they told us to take it down which we thought was wow weird. So it was a really nice sign. I have a picture of it somewhere. I'll post it on Twitter if I can find it. But yeah, it was just rest in peace, China. Very simple. We thought it was like the most tasteful one. Take it down. And, and of course, everyone around was just like screaming security and hyping us up. And we were, we went to a Bruce Pritchard show earlier in the day. So we had been having a nice time since about three o'clock. So yeah, we had a, that was a fun night. Shout out Battle Club guy. Shout out to the Battle Club guy after. Shout out to Daniel Bryan, who is literally running fucking sprints, kicking Kofi in the face. That's Kofi almost murdered him with that running double <laughs> stomp right there. Uh, I remember at the time thinking Kofi might win this. Yeah, but they were they were setting him up for the big mania. They were setting it up. Which is way better. Right. Giving him the moment. Uh-huh. So I remember at this time when me and Breaker were talking about this whole Kofi Mania thing, one of my biggest concerns was that because I didn't believe in WWE is that they were hyping all of this up just for Kofi to lose at Mania. And then that was going to be the end of it. I was with you on that. Yeah. Because if I I don't feel like there has actually been a 100% black person hold the WWE championship until Kofi Kingston. Am I am I right? I think that was the big story. Because I remember like MVP and uh, Shad Gaspar uh, yeah, crying at the bar right. after. Yeah. yeah. Like that being like the big thing. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. And that's. Well, and they always talk about The Rock. I mean, The Rock, I. I I feel like the rock has always claimed to be more Samoan than black, you know? Um, And then, you know, they always talk about Mark Henry and Booker T. Well, they were world champions, but they never held the WWE championship and they can say what they want and spin it how they want. But those are two totally different championships. Yeah. I feel like the rock landed on his Samoan dynasty because it probably benefited more professionally with WWE, (laughs) which you can't really blame him for that. Uh, as far I have a lot of weird opinions of this. I'm sure I did at the time. I have always thought it was weird for WWE to pat themselves on the back for a Kofi Kingston situation or the women's evolution situation when that's kind of like, well, you're the biggest company in the world. This is kind of like should have been done you already. Should, you should have right. been on the forefront of this a long time ago. Yeah. You know, and that's I've always thought that was a really weird flex. And the fact that I it took that 2019. Yeah. And I feel like it took a lot of civil unrest in the world that was going on at the time. Like, we don't, we're not going to get political or anything, but that stuff did exist. Yep. So, there's a lot of factors. And, then, you know, WWE always talked about how they're kind of like, they mirror society a little bit. Well, like, probably a little more than they would, anyone would care to let on. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I, I mean, because think of the timelines. I mean, WCW had their first black heavyweight champion in what, like early 90s or was it late 92. 80s? All you do is Ron Simmons. Right. And and so it's like it took almost two decades later for WWE to catch up to that. Pretty wild to think about. The crazy thing is, is Bill Watts, who's notoriously called racist, yeah. is the one that made the decision to to put the belt on Ron. Yeah. It's wild to think. I want to add some context here. <laughs> Bill Watts also had JYD, and I don't know if it was so much being a progressive thing as it was to playing on race, and that would kind of lead to the accusations and a lot of the reasons why he got fired was his views on race. Uh, You're not saying he said anything <laughs> to Hank Aaron, are you? No, not at all. No. Okay, well, yeah. I was going to say, that's all... Uh, Factual hearsay. You know? Factual hearsay. Uh, how dare you? Yeah, Daniel Bryan just laying the shit in on Kofi right now, though. Look at his chest. 
He's been through it in this match. I mean, he's going to start to finish. Tropical Paradise. Tropical Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. Did you say Tropical Paradise? Tropical Paradise. He's he's thinking about drinking. They cannot get it out of his system. Not just water. This is all water. Say vodka, no nothing. Little known fact is I do have the whole run of Thunder in Paradise on Blu-ray. It's beautiful. What did you waste your money on that for? I did. I actually got it for 20 bucks, dude. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, amazing. You wasted 20 bucks. Terry Funk's in there. Sting. (laughs) Kevin Sullivan. Jim Neidhart. Relive a ton of memories. <clears throat> is that the show where like uh, Sid and Vader are in it too? They're at the beach, or was that even a TV show? When that that was not a TV show. That was Beach Blast, right? That was a legit <laughs> Beach Blast promo. Oh my god! With with Colonel Robert Parker out there in his suit. You probably saw that in the memes with the with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, like when Russell's yes. Russell's. What happened now? It's like for yeah. some reason I. I just equated that to that was Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, Harley was in that. that too. Yeah, Harley was in it. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, he was managing Vader at the time. Yeah, and they blew the boat up and shit. Yeah, for against uh, setting up their match with Sting and Bulldog. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Early 90s WCW, 93. a magical, magical time. Yes, it was. <laughs> magical. I'll tell you what, Kofi, salesman, right? No doubt. I hear bumping Daniel like Bryan's out here selling his ass off, too, though. I think it's cool. Like, Daniel Bryan was the one that's like, I'm going to take it upon myself to show the world how good this guy is. And I won't he, he's he's done that a couple times. He's done yeah. that a couple times. Yeah, I thought his matches with Hangman were great. This is, I mean, I rem- I'm, I remember this vividly now. I remember thinking Kofi might win. Yeah. Yep. I remember really liking Kofi in this era, too, because it was kind of for the first time in his career that I remember him actually getting serious. And because, I mean, he was still doing the positivity, dancing around and shit, but it it seemed like almost every promo he cut, there would be a point where he got super serious and super passionate. And it was like, like, hell yeah. Like that shit I've been wanting to see from him. And like, I feel like Big E's done that as of late too. In his uh, most, uh, in his recent championship run. I mean, it's just, it's like one of those like legacy times for him, right? Yeah. Like they they kind of like break out of a shell and they kind of cement themselves as like an all time great and a future yep. hall of famer and a guy who's been in WWE for so long. Motherfucker deserved it. I mean, it's it's a really really good story that goes like even deeper than wrestling, and that's yeah. I think that's why people like kind of like gravitated to it like they did. And that's even not even counting the fact that Daniel Bryan is not that far removed from like being retired here. Yeah. Yeah, I was but, watching. Go ahead, Barry. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say it. As as crazy as it sounds, like even if something, you know, what was wrong with him, why he had to retire, I don't know if he's got it in his mindset to stay retired. Like I right. think he would have came back regard. Like he would rather. To me, I think he would rather die as sick as it sounds, die in the ring. Than to not wrestle at all. Like I think he cares about wrestling that much. Like it's insane to me. That was where I thought Kofi was going to win it. Right. right there. That splash off the top of the of the cell right there. My, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, good. I think you're right. I think this is this is what he does. This is what he loves. There's no other options. There's no plan B. There never has been a plan B. And yeah, the running knee, that's it. Kofi pretty much took himself out when he missed the splash off the top of the cage. Classic case of going too much, rolling the dice a little too much right there, Bain, right? Yeah, absolutely. And 
props to both of them, man. What an incredible match. It seemed like there was a second match after the Elimination Chamber. Right. They yeah. wrestled for so long by themselves. Look at the fans. The fans are genuinely disappointed he lost. Yeah, well, and that, like I was saying earlier, this, like, started my whole, like, I just, I don't think they're going to put the title on him. I was legit worried. Like, I was like, this this is all for nothing. Because at this point, didn't Kofi Mania, I feel like it started before the Rumble, or was it at the Rumble when it kind of started? I think it was kind of at the Rumble. I really feel like it picked up steam here because... I was going to say, it was kind of building, building, and then it was kind of like, you know, to the moon. Yeah. Because it wasn't like he was in that situation. He got his ass beat. He came in third, and kind of a self-inflicted wounds what cost it. He was that close. So it was kind of a situation where, like, it showed to the fans and the everybody that like he belongs in my mind, right? Am I thinking yeah. it too much? Yeah. But I mean, fantastic match, great match. I know Kofi would go into WrestleMania, he'd win. They had a great moment. He got an elite out of it. That elite's up in my closet. And I always thought that right here, the support of the New Day too was something added an extra layer to it because he was he broke away as his team as an individual. But they support him for it, right? Because the yeah. new days, like, I mean, I'm maybe I'm getting waxing too poetic about this here, but it kind of goes deeper than wrestling. Like, it's a brotherhood here, and they support their brother, and they want him to go off and be the best version of himself. Well, I know multiple times Xavier Woods has stated, like, in interviews on Twitter, one of his main goals was to make sure Kofi Kingston became WWE champion one day. And I, I think he probably had a big part in convincing people backstage to make this thing happen. I mean, maybe not a big part, but I definitely think he was part of it, you know, like pushing for it. Right. And you got the crowd chanting, thank you, Kofi, here. Yeah. I mean, they were they were legitimately invested in in Kofi, and which now that's that's a rare thing where everyone's rare. invested in one person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is one thing WWE does deserve credit for. They did it right. They built it up right. And they gave you the payoff at yes. Mania. So yeah. props to them uh, for for booking it correctly. Yeah, because they easily could have scrapped this whole idea between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. They could have just did a complete 180. It's like, ah, we're going to have Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura or mm-hmm. you know, somebody like that, you know, and yep. pr- props to them for following through with it and making it happen. I really feel like this kind of set the table for a few years later, a couple years later was with Big E too, right? Like somebody could yeah. break out of that trio and go off and have success and, you know, come back to it. Now, I know if there's rumors they shut it down, they're back to a three-man tag right now, and they kind of did Kofi like that, too. But I went to a, I want to say a SmackDown, right after Russell, maybe the first SmackDown after WrestleMania, I think it was in Columbus. And that crowd was hot. And Kevin Owens came out, and he challenged Kofi and that whole deal. But the crowd was hot for Kofi. There was New Day, people had the New Day personalized belts at the time. Like, I saw yeah. probably 50 of those walking around. Like, that was a hot crowd for Kofi. So I guess I end up being good for business. Um, Barry, you want to do some shout outs before we get out of here? We, you know, we probably should. I, I just want to thank uh, Bane for coming on, giving us some time tonight, brother. Appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Always Happy fun to, to be here. Always fun to get you on here and talk and have fun and pick your brain, you know. Not much to pick, but I'll, I'll let you pick. It's it. fine. With you with that haircut, you know, looking looking I, as only you can look. I I did not even uh, fix my hair for you guys, and I apologize for it. Hey brother, <laughs> it looks phenomenal. I put I put mine up. <laughs> yeah, Eric put his in the bun. Yeah, my mine's not long enough for that. I mean, I could maybe do like a on top bun, but that's about it. But uh, Mike the cleaner, you know, personal security force. Um. Who else do I even like? <laughs> Scott Toon. Scott Toon. We don't like Jeff with one F Toon. Jeff with one F. I feel like Bill Venus really started some shit when he started saying that. Old Jeff with. I think that's why Jeff doesn't plug the show on on Fully Posable. Well, I'll tell you why he doesn't. That's because <laughs> he's not a good person. Tell Scott. <laughs> Scott will. 
Scott will do it. Scott. Every now and then, every now and then, I hear Scott bringing it up. Like he's like, "Hey, don't forget about no holds barred." Yeah, he has. To, you know what I mean? He's got to be on Jeff. And, but yeah, Jeff won't do it. He won't put you over. He's yeah. he's the Mill Mascaris of the team. No <laughs> jobs, brother. No jobs. As One Eric of these days, say. I'll catch him jumping over the top rope, though. That's, see, that's Eric's favorite rumble spot of all time. Bill <laughs> Masker eliminating himself. It's beautiful. It's my it's favorite amazing. rumble spot ever. But, it's amazing. But, uh, yeah, everybody, I mean, Sammy Evans, Dobro, uh, just everybody that, you know, reaches out, talks. Deontay, Drew, for coming on the sports shows with us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at bfrost twenty eight. Eric, do do you some shout outs, sir? Well, I will little promotion for the sports show this week. Um, since the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be playing the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, we are going to be having monster Bengals fans, Nick Haddix. Oh no! Oh boy! And his son Caden are going to be on the show. We're going to have a couple other guests. We're going to have a little few tricks up our sleeve for that, but they will be on for sure. Caden is super stoked. He is six years old. His football team is going to the Super Bowl. I'm so jealous. It's beyond. Man, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a huge Browns fan. We got the Bengals in the Super Bowl playing Odell Beckham Jr. Damn. Not good. Not good (laughs) stuff. None of of it's good for me, but I'm going to endure. So we're able to do the sports show. Jeff and Scott are fully posable. Rucker and Marty over at Boots of the Face. Barry always conveniently leaves them out. I like Marty. Obviously, listen to the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. Listen to the TV toy cast of Travis Fowler and Breaker. Listen to Tales from the Estates. Breaker's got a gazillion podcasts. He's always got, and he also got, you know, it's fake right. He's tough to keep up with. Yeah. He, I tried my he, best. He would do a podcast an hour if he had the time, I think. <laughs> uh, Justin Summers over at Wrestling Cheers. All the Ohio players. I saw Terry out doing some leg work. Keep that up. Uh, Drew Vensel, Ty. I know that's Barry's favorite tie over there. Cleaner. Dobro should have 85 million followers. Sammy Evans. Have a good day. Text every day. I love it. Keep them coming. Bane, plug everything. So, okay. I'll start off with uh, uh, my my music, I guess. Uh, you can find any of that if you're a fan of, uh, you know, rap music. Uh, you can find that on Apple Music, uh, Spotify. Anywhere you get your music from, it's there. Um, I've also got my beard balm company that I have as a little side hustle, outsidersbeardco.com. And then uh, you already mentioned the podcast, Breaker Mains Power Hour. And um, and then also have No Holds Barred with Bill Venus, where uh, that is a show that I do. It's a Bill carries you. Just he does. He, come out he, and say it. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where, like, I can't be the star of any show. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always the co-host. And nah. I, I always I always get partnered up with these guys who don't like to share the light, you know? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shoot his name out there. Um, <laughs> I, I do have a question for you before we get off here. I did notice a... Um, I don't want to use the word jealousy, but for lack of a better word, jealousy. When Bane started playing his music this week, you yeah. shut that shit down quick. What was that about? Because I'll tell you why I shut it down. Because Bill Beanus, first of all, I was joking about the sharing the limelight. Breaker does a good job of, I don't want to get my ass kicked. So <laughs> Breaker does a good job of sharing the limelight. Um, but as far as Beanus goes, um, he 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 was doing this thing where he was weaponizing his music. He was he was starting to sing in the middle of me having a conversation. Just would start playing music, and you know I'm not a big I wasn't a big fan of that. You know I was I was calm and and relaxed and hanging back when he was creating his own theme song. I mean, but when he started you know talking over me and stuff, I was like I'm I'm done with this, and I. Uh, I- so That's there was no angst. There, there was no angst when you shut down a theme song for tacos. No angst at all. Yeah, you know, I. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just one of those things. You know, there's a time and place to create music, and while you're doing a podcast that's supposed to be about wrestling, 
is not the time to create silly songs like show tunes type music, you know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Um all right, Barry, that's all I got. All right. Well, again, tonight I wanna thank Big Bane for coming on. Appreciate you, brother, as hey, always. Thanks for having with, me, guys. I had a lot of time, a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. And with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. It goes one, two, three into the four. Erica Barrier up with ETF and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live Shit, we'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor.